0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast brought to you by TWS Cruise. Cruise the Mediterranean this fall with all of your Weekly Standard favorites, including Fred Barnes, Bill Crystal, Steve Hayes. Visit TWS Cruise, the Weekly Standard Cruise, twscruise.com. With us now is Fred Barnes. Fred, how's it going? Glad to be here. So the new poll out today, uh, President Obama's approval rating down to 45%. And perhaps the most significant number: a majority of Americans now say they don't believe he is honest and trustworthy.
1: Yeah, no, his poll numbers have cratered, and uh, you know, uh, the how many stories did you read, Michael, about uh, from liberal uh, journalists about how well these these uh, scandals aren't hurting the president; his poll numbers are holding up, and and they were up until they weren't, <laughs> and now and now they aren't. Uh, look, uh, the president has been uh, weak on Syria. Look, the American people are against American military intervention in Syria, but when they see a president still kind of hemming and hawing and, you know, it, it's a red line or it's not a red line and, and so on, that's bad. And that and that's not even one of the scandals. I mean, collectively, uh, and particularly the IRS scandal, have, have come back to bite him. And, and there's another thing, too. The president really does not have an agenda at the moment. I mean, remember uh, his first big thing was gun control, something that just popped up uh because of the Newtown Massacre of Students. Um and, and now he's for immigration reform and that's his big deal. Well, immigration reform was something he promised to do in two thousand nine. And now look it's an issue that's up and and big now with, and having nothing to do with him. Uh and you listen to Democrats and they say, look, the more he keeps out of it, the better, uh we'll have a chance of passing a bill. Uh, but look, and the president looks very small. He promises, well, I'm going to explain to the American people again how, why we're doing all this eavesdropping by the NSA, or at least recording uh, uh, phone calls, uh, and then he, he doesn't come out and say anything. We haven't heard from him again. So look, when the president looks weak, when he doesn't even defend his own policies, uh, then uh, people are going to think less of him as president. And then they may like him personally, but as president, and, and that's the key question, Michael. The key question is uh, what your feeling is about the president. Uh, how is he doing his job as president? Do you approve or disapprove? And now, particularly in the CNN poll, which I think is the most significant thing, he's underwater again. More people disapprove of his presidency and his actions uh, than approve. Um, he's, and he's fallen to that awfully quickly in his second term.
0: There's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, George A. Bush fatigue helping get President Obama elected in the first place, and whatever you do, you don't want to be compared to George W. Bush. Well, I saw a poll, I think two days ago, Fred, that showed that President Obama was either tied or behind President Bush at this point in his presidency.
1: Yeah, well, that's something that is embarrassing. Uh, I'm not sure. It means a whole lot. I mean, presidents, when they're out of office and not making uh decisions which uh anger some people and are not responsible for what goes on in the country anymore uh, it, uh, uh, they tend to go up in polls but uh, uh the president obama has gone down and that's and that's his problem uh and and what <laughs> just just that, uh, does not look good for a president who believes he's historic uh, uh to be cr- uh crisscrossing with a a a Republican president who left with his approval rating less than thirty percent i mean president he was uh president uh Bush who was in richard Nixon Jimmy Carter territory when he left office, and now he's more popular than president obama so even he even granting for the fact that presidents out of office don't uh, have the same problems that presidents in office do yeah, this is still a remarkable uh thing to happen so soon uh as I say again, so soon. In President Obama's second term,
0: mm-hmm. uh, the uh, your your colleague at the Weekly Standard, Stephen Hayes, had a great column the other day about how the president said he wanted to open this debate. On What our policy should be. And then he disappeared. Mm -hmm. We also have this decision, a pretty big decision, theoretically, to get involved in Syria. Where's the president announcing it? He's not. He sends out some guy I never heard of Mm -hmm. to make the announcement. Is this how we're going to operate the United States, where the president's going to basically be kind of like the Wizard of Oz? You know, he's going to be behind the curtain and we're just going to see whatever images he sends out to handle things and we won't hear from the guy directly
1: well i I think you've got I don't need to add much to that. I think you've got it uh, pretty correctly, but remember uh the whole Afghanistan war when the President had his own uh surge there a mm-hmm. small one uh additional troops sent to Afghanistan, he announced at the same time you know when they'd all be coming out uh <laughs> which was an unfortunate timetable for him doing that uh, but he did it uh and then after that, how many times did he actually defend? Uh, America's role in Afghanistan, the military intervention there, but, and not at all. Normally, uh, when America, when a, a president uh, decides to send American troops over, more American troops, add, add to the ones that are there, will defend uh, the policy. We'll talk about a war and what what good can come of it. Of course, President uh, Obama ha- hasn't done that. Ignored the, has ignored the war in Afghanistan and it has refused to ever talk about victory. He merely talks about ending it. Um, that's incredibly unusual. I'm also
0: a a little bit surprised that we don't have a some clear picture of what the President wants to do in Syria, I remember mm-hmm. over the weekend the the conversation from the spokes they sent out was, well, he doesn't want to be specific about what kinds of arms he wants to sell. okay God, i don 't want to know if you're sending out whatever you know a r twenty seven nine I want are, are you going to send big guns or small guns? Yep. Am I
1: wrong, Fred Barnes that we don't even have an answer to that yet. No, we don't because I think the president hasn't decided yet. He, I mean I, look oh. this is so different from uh, George Bush's surge in Iraq. Uh, that was something that uh, the president was under no pressure to do. The war in Iraq had become very unpopular, and yet this president, uh, President Bush, decided that that war could still be won. Uh, and and so we had the surge. He sent more troops over there, changed the strategy uh, and un, under General Petraeus, and the U.S. came out, um, not with a permanent victory, but certainly a victory at the time. Syria is something that President Obama has been pressured into, by the British, the French, by uh, members of his own administration, uh, going back to uh, Secretary of State, former Secretary of State now Hillary Clinton, and the uh, uh, Defense Secretary Leon Panetta and CIA Director Petraeus, who were all in office uh, a, a few months ago, uh, and and now his own staff pressured him into uh... doing something in Syria, uh, and and they announced it, but they don't know what it is yet. And it, but it's clear what the Syrians need. They're uh, the General Idris who. Uh, uh, the U.S. has been dealing with who's not a Islamist. Uh, what he says: Look, they don't, they don't send us more rifles and more bullets. What we need are anti-tank and anti-aircraft uh, weapons because that—that's uh, how uh, the rebels in Syria are, are being now right. defeated or being pushed around. It, absent those, uh, there's no sense in 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 sending just more bullets. And, and the other thing is a no-fly zone, which could uh, one it could uh, um, to make sure that uh, Syrian air uh, fighter planes were not being used against the Syrians and also have a they provide a haven for the, uh, the other rebels right. and for an awful lot of Syrians so you know the uh, the president is, in, is still in a quandary and you know I think the American people would like to hear it's not just the Syrian rebels who want to know and the French and the British and our allies I think the American people uh, would like to know what he has in mind if anything for What's now going to be a stepped up intervention in Syria, or at least I think it's supposed to be a stepped up <laughs> intervention, in Syria. You know,
0: for uh, some of us, the only thing about the Syria that matters is that's a chance to confront and turn back Iran. Mm-hmm. They had the Iranian elections with a, you know, relatively moderate. You have to keep that in mind that the uh, mullahs pick all of the candidates, and they blocked yeah. actual moderates from running this time. But comparatively speaking, he's definitely not an Ahmadinejad or Ahmed mm-hmm. Wakajab as he was known over here. Uh, <laughs> do you think that? the the change in iran could have a changing policies i should say in iran might have an impact on our policy in syria our broader policy across the middle
1: east i haven't noticed a change in policy Mm -hmm. uh from the iranians i haven't noticed a change in the presidency and this new guy is uh you know he's for uh, uh the whole nuclear weapons program that hasn't changed uh so uh i think we're pretty much on the same course and of course, uh, that's why we need to do something in Syria to prevent uh, a victory by Assad. It would be a huge victory for the Iranians and, and the conglomerate that has been set up of the Iranians, the Russians, and Hezbollah. Uh, losing to them would be disastrous for the, any American influence in the Middle East.
0: One last question for you, Fred. We really appreciate your time. And that Mm -hmm. is the immigration bill going forward. Uh, We'll report today that it weighs 24 pounds, almost (laughs) 1,100 pages long. And the word that if you watch the Sunday shows, we, you know, non-political insiders got was, oh, this is a done deal. The Senate's absolutely going to pass it with big numbers. The House will be pressured into getting into passing it. We're going to have some form of amnesty or letting people who uh, snuck into the country stay program. That's the outcome. Is that where we are?
1: well i don't think that's where we are right at the moment and and the guy to watch of course is marco rubio uh... uh rubio's a part of the gang of eight that uh, drafted this compromise bill but remember he had said all along Remember, it it, it had been a gang of seven and they recruited rubio in hopes that he would be the link to conservatives and you can obviously have to get a lot of conservative votes for uh, an immigration reform bill to be passed in the senate um and to have more than seventy votes as they bragged about getting in the senate uh... And, uh the uh, so, uh Rubio has said all along that look we're going to I'm going to have some I'm going to propose some amendments I'm not uh, uh, committed exactly to this bill but I'm going to have some amendments and now he's for amendments that going to increase uh the security the border security and the enforcement of uh of laws uh, to protect the uh the United States from future illegal immigrants coming in the country and, and now Democrats and some of his allies in the Gang of Eight are, are all upset about, oh, we can't do that. That's terrible. What's Marco Rubio doing? He's off the reservation. Well, he's not really. I think he's doing the job that he was originally brought in to do, and that is to bring in conservative votes. And if they don't, look, if they don't go along with Rubio on, on strength and security, uh, the bill will may pass the Senate, but it, it, it won't even be considered in the House.
0: Fred Barnes, thanks much for your time. We really appreciate it.
1: Good to talk to you, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to visit weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.